Hello everyone and welcome to an to another exciting episode of Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host Mark Kodo and today I'm going to count down my top 10 favorite war movies of all time. So in honor of uh, Veterans Day today I'm counting down my top 10 favorite war films and just to be clear, I'm including realistic war movies that deals with real life combat and real life figures who had a major impact during a certain wartime area. So yes, you will hear you'll hear a lot of war combat with uh, with real life figures who took a major part in the war. So so don't expect to hear superhero films like Wonder Woman, Captain America, and X-Men First Class. Satires like Doctor Strangelove will not be included. Films that are set in an alternate timeline or universe like Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards will not be on this list. Those movies will be a list of their own another time. And in honor of Veterans Day, this episode is dedicated to those who fought and died for our country with great service and honor. And thank you, thank you veterans for our service and honor for, for our country. Thank you very much. And by the way, uh, most, of, most of these films on this list will contain some mature contents. So spoiler alert. Okay, number 10, Platoon. Kicking off this list is the, is the War in Vietnam. Directed by Oliver Stone, Platoon is about the U.S. Army soldiers fighting in the Vietnam War while two sergeants argue over their leadership of the platoon. The film has an all-star cast, which includes Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe, Keith David, Forrest Whitaker, Johnny Depp, among many others. The music also brings in a sign of depression as well, particularly the adagio for strings by Samuel Barber, which fits the tone of the film since since a war, or for the most part, the aftermath of war deals with, while it does deal with a lot of combat, but it also deals with a lot of emotion, freedom, and sacrifice. Most particularly the aftermath of the war, which I thought the music fits the tone of the movie perfectly. And while Charlie Sheen and Willem Dafoe put up a fantastic performance as the two leads, as for Charlie Sheen, uh, it isn't the first time a member of the of Charlie Sheen's family who appeared in a Vietnam War film. So flashback before Platoon, flashback from 1986 of uh, Platoon to 1979. So, which I'm saying, in 1979, Martin Sheen, who is Charlie Sheen's father, starred in Apocalypse Now, which is another Vietnam War film that was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. So, basically, at least the Platoon and Apocalypse Now has a similar connection. Okay, moving forward. Number nine, War Horse. Okay, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I find this this entry a little forgotten a little bit but it still it still serves as a good war film now i actually enjoyed this war war film i i completely forgot about this film 
when uh, when I grew up watching. But thinking back to it, I I actually remember part of the, part of the film, which I actually enjoy. War Horse, most of the film. Now this film, War Horse, is directed by Steven Spielberg. So so there is something. Yes, yes. And as I and uh, to move forward, St Steven Spielberg is no stranger to filming epic war films, and War Horse is no exception. Based on Michael Moore Porgos, I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, his book of the same na name, War Horse takes place during World War One, where a thoroughbred horse raised by Albert being bought, bought by the British Army to fight in Europe. And while, yes, uh, even though this film does follow an, a an animal in combat, I feel like the film does a very good job telling the story, telling the story very well, well about the war horse and the film puts up pretty good performances, particularly from the cast. Most notably, uh, Tom Hiddleston and Benedict Cumberbatch. The direction by Steven Spielberg and John Williams' musical score was excellent. The, the film is actually pretty good, although the, some of the action scenes I do like, most particularly towards the end, they actually did a pretty good job, especially especially with the, the wire cut scene. I thought that was like one of the few funny moments in that film where... Uh, where the army needed more wire cutters to cut the wires, and then everybody else just like literally throws wi wire cutters from behind. I mean, I thought it was a little funny, even though yes, it is basically a very serious movie. It's basically a very serious movie, but sometimes, even though sometimes, even though some war films can have some humorous humorous moments, but th that's just my thought. But sometimes, but in a much more serious way, yeah, it's kind of serious. All right. All right, moving forward. Number eight, Glory. Set during the American Civil War, Colonel Robert Goodshaw, played by Matthew Broderick, leads the U.S. Army's 2nd African-American Regiment into battle against the 2nd Battle of Fort Wagner with the help of commanding officers played by Denzel Washington, Carrie Elves, and Morgan Freeman. While the film has three fictional commanding officers, it still serves as an important war film due to Robert Goodshaw's real-life leadership with the African-American soldiers. The story, I thought the story itself was amazing. The performance of the four leads were great, particularly Denzel Washington, to which he later on uh, won his first Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in, at the Academy Awards. The direction was great. The cinematography was excellent. I thought the film had very good cinematography, and James Horner's uh, musical score was great. The score was also good. Now, actually, uh, I actually saw Glory back in eighth grade. It was literally an amazing war film. What I didn't notice that Glory was rated R. I didn't even know that at the time. At the time, but after watching it, I thought, I thought this film was good. <laughs> but literally, this film, this this film, Glory, is very good. It's a very good war film. And it shows, particularly the opening battle in, I can't, I can't pronounce the name, Antietam? Antietam? Yes, I think that's how I'm saying it correctly. But it's the opening battle, which does get a little brutal at first. But, you know, because this is literally one of, because the opening battle was one of uh, Colonel Robert Goodshaw's first ever, ever battles, losing his, almost his entire army throughout the opening sequence. But I like how he recruits another, another army throughout the film and and, and, it, and it does show i do enjoy the performances from the four leads the direction was good cinematography was great and the score was excellent 
and the ending keeps audiences on the edge of their seats, which I thought was a, which I thought was pretty crazy. But hey, but hey, as with most war films, it is pretty serious. Yep. All right, moving forward, number seven, Unbroken. And here we have is a war, World War II film. And by the way, this will not be the only World War II film on this list. This film, fi- uh, sorry, this film deals with Louis Zambri- Zambri- Louis Zamperini, played by played by uh, oh wait, played by Jack O'Connell, who is an Olympic track runner who survived in a raft for 47 days after his bomber plane bomber crash landed in the ocean before being captured by the by the by the Japanese soldiers while dealing with survival resilience and redemption this film was directed by Angelina Jolie and written by the Coen brothers Joel and Ethan Coen to which you may remember to which you may know Joel and Ethan Coen's work on Fargo and uh, Old old country for old men, including the 2010 remake of True Grit, starring Jeff Bridges. And while uh, and while Unbroken Unbroken the movie Unbroken was open to mixed reviews upon upon release from the critics, this film still still serves as a good war film with a great performance by Jack O'Connell, great direction by Angelina Jolie, and the writing by the Coen Brothers was great. Yes, it was a little bit. It was a little bit mixed upon release, but I like how Unbroken deals with with survival, resilience, and redemption. Basically, because Louis had to go through that process after after crash landed in the ocean, to which he has he had to survive for forty seven days, even though he was an Olympic an Olympic track runner, he survived. He survived mo. He survived while he resilienced it and finds redemption. And that's literally the three main themes of this movie, Unbroken, which I totally appreciate. I appreciate what they were trying to go for in this movie to tell a story, to tell a great story. But any, but anyway, this Unbroken is a film to watch. It is a very good war film, and I reckon and I recommend watching it. Okay, uh, moving forward. Number six, The Hurt Locker. Before Angelina Jolie direct Unbroken in 2014, in 2009, Catherine Bigelow was one of the first few female directors to direct The Hurt Locker. The film stars Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie, who played uh, explosive ordnance disposal soldiers to disarm bombs, taking place in the Iraq War. This film also deals with psycholo- psychological logical stress of combat. Now, uh, going off topic a little bit, I did mention something in Platoon where it deals with uh, with um, with uh, with the com- with the combat as well as uh, as well as emotion, which I did mention that on uh, as I mentioned with Platoon. The Hurt Locker also deals with it too because uh, because it. it dealt with a lot of, lot of psychological stretch, stress, most particularly from Jeremy Renner's character, which I thought was a pretty, which I thought was pretty stressful, but it has a, it has a feeling of it. You can feel the stress, especially in, in combat. 
Upon release, uh, this film became a critical and commercial success with praise for the direction by Catherine Bigelow, sto the story and the performances for the two leads, with the latter two appearing in The Avengers years later. And uh, fun fact, Catherine Bigelow became the first woman to win the Oscar for Best Director and, and beating out Avatar, which also came out in 2000, a sci-fi film. Uh, one of the greatest uh, sci-fi films of all time for Best Picture. And yes, uh, and yes, <laughs> yes, The Hurt Locker beat uh, Avatar for Best Picture, which was directed by her ex-husband, James Cameron. Surpri surprisingly. <laughs> so, hey, uh, hey, at least, hey, at least uh, the couple, Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron, won Oscars for their films, too. So, hey, at least, uh, hey, at least they're even. <clears throat> okay, moving forward. Uh, number five, Lone Survivor. Based on a true story of the same name, Lone Survivor sets, sets during the Afghanistan War in two, 2005. Lone Survivor stars Mark Wahlberg as Marcus Luttrell, a member of the SEAL Team 10 who go, goes on a mission with three other men, Michael P. Murphy, Danny, D Danny Deitz, and Matthew Axel Ax Axelson, if I'm saying the, these names uh, names correctly, they go on a mission to stop the Taliban. This mission was called Operation Red Red Rings, which I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys know know the know the main plot of Lone Survivor, since Lone Survivor is basically the mission called Operation Red Red Rings. And while this movie does focus a lot on action than the characters, which is which pretty much makes sense because a lot of war films does uh, deal with a lot of combat action, which makes sense. But the movie still delivers with uh, with good direction from Peter Berg and the performances of his four leads, particularly Mark Wahlberg, Taylor Kitsch, Ben Foster, and Emil Hirsch, which I feel like is feel which I feel the four main leads did a did an amazing job with the film. And uh, and this uh, this is actually one of the few war films I actually enjoy because uh, because uh, who doesn't hey who doesn't love uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, in in movies hey he's uh, he actually did pretty good in Lone Survivor I actually I actually enjoyed his perform enjoyed his performance to which uh, this wasn't the only true story that Mark Wahlberg and Peter Berg did they also did uh, Deepwater Horizon they also did Deepwater Horizon which came out a few years after Lone Survivor although. Uh, although Lone Survivor was one of Mark Wahlberg's and Peter Berg's earlier uh, film collaborations for a different genre of film, which is basically a war film. Lone Survivor is a pretty good war film, and I actually enjoyed enjoyed it. All right, moving forward. Okay, uh, this is, here's the number four list. No, I'm not list or spot. Number four spot. Okay, so basically this number four spot uh, might have dealt with with a real life figure, even though we never get to see a lot of combat, any combat, but this is set during World War II, and it literally counts as a war film. War film, so um, so bear with me as I present my number four entry, Darkest Hour. Okay, as I mentioned, Darkest Hour may have only focused on Winston Churchill throughout throughout the movie. But it still serves as a war film due to his epic finale speech that Churchill delivers at the end of the movie. Set in 1940 during World War II, Gary Oldman plays Prime Minister Winston Churchill, 
who, who has refused a peace treaty against the German advance in the highest levels of the government. This movie was one of 2017's greatest war films thanks to the performance of Gary Oldman, who later won the Oscar for Best Actor, and the film also won the Oscar for Best Makeup. And literally, literally Darkest Hour is literally a great war film. Literally, and, and I thought Gary Oldman played played Winston Churchill to a great per perfection. He did an amazing job playing Winston Churchill. The film itself is great. I love the performances, the, the, the set designs. The, the cinematography was also great as well. And it also had uh, connections to Dunkirk, which, I'll, which I will also explain pretty soon. So, so yep. And also to, and to quote uh, Winston Churchill's last words in his speech, we shall never surrender. Yep, here we go. Yep. All right, moving on to number three. Number three, Dunkirk. As I mentioned, Darkest Hour had, did have some connections to Dunkirk. However, when it comes to war films, look no further than one of the, one of the greatest directors ever, Christo Christopher Nolan. Dunkirk came out the same year as Darkest Hour. And uh, Dunkirk deals with the Dunkirk evacuation of World War II through three perspectives, land, sea, and air with very little dialogue, which I thought was pretty fitting for this film because it didn't uh, focus on a main character. It focused on everyone trying, trying to evacuate Dunkirk, which, which is actually pretty, which is actually real good. I like how they literally focused on everyone trying to evacuate Dunkirk. Instead of focusing on one person, they focus on everyone through three perspectives, land, sea and air which is actually pretty fitting for this film now dunkirk is considered to be one of christopher nolan's greatest films to date thanks thanks to his uh, direction and writing hans zimmer's musical score and the cinema cinema and the cinema photography and the sound effects were also great too i also enjoyed the, the performances many great performances particularly mark mark rylands kenneth brenna and tom hardy which, uh, which is actually pretty, which I literally enjoyed all, everybody's performance in Dunkirk. And, they, 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 and Christopher Nolan did a very nice job with this film. I thought he did amazing. He did amazing. I know, uh, I know the editing was also good, too. The editing, the editing was, uh, itself was actually pretty good, even though there might have been some, uh, some moments in it with the editing. But actually, the editing, looking back into Dunkirk, I thought the editing was okay. It was actually pretty good. But, but with Dunkirk dealing with the evacuation, I thought this, I thought it was a very, very good film. Despite like the moments, it had a lot of jaw-dropping moments, and like like moments that literally, uh, that that little, that literally kind of scared the audience a little bit. But at the same time, this is literally like like one of those films when like particularly from Hans Zimmer's uh, musical scores with uh, Christopher Nolan this is like it's kind of like deals with the clocks ticking as as with most of Christopher Nolan's films like since uh, since most films kind of kind of dealt with like with the ticking with the ticking ticking clocks which i feel like was also was was a pretty good common thing in most of Christopher Nolan's movies and Dunkirk is one of them the, and the same with the the dark knight Yep. All right, moving forward. Uh, number two, Hacksaw Ridge. 
Hacksaw Ridge is one of Mel Gibson's greatest films to date since Braveheart. This film has been in development for 14 years until Mel Gibson stepped in to, to direct. Set during World War II, the film follows a true story about Desmond Doss, played by Andrew Garfield, who is a combat, combat medic who refuses to carry a weapon or firearm of any, any kind, which leads into combat in the Battle of Okinawa. This film also used archive documentary footage of Desmond Doss to tell his experience as a combat medic during the uh, during the credits uh, during the ending end credit sequence, to which uh, the film is also dedicated to. And uh, and throughout the movie, I actually loved uh, this movie. I actually loved this movie, particularly going into the third act where they actually went into combat. They did. They did pretty. They uh, the film does a very good job depicting the battle. The battle of where they went up up into Hacksaw Ridge, especially in the opening, we get to see uh, why uh, Desmond Doss refuses to carry a weapon or firearm of any kind while he's training to become a a combat combat medic, which I find it find it pretty good. Which I find it as a, as a as a good way to good way for the film even though there were some moments in the film that was pretty pretty hard to watch especially the amount of stress and the hard and moments that are kind of hard to watch but at the same time Hacksaw Ridge is a very good war film to watch also uh, this film is also not this film is also dedicated to composer James Horner who who passed away before production James Horner was originally going to compose the score for Hacksaw Ridge, although oh oh boy, I, f I forgot who who actually composed the score for uh, Hacksaw Ridge, but uh, I know for a fact James Horner was originally going to score score this uh, this uh, uh, this movie. But uh, however, he we still have glory glory for James Co James uh, Horner to compose, which to which uh, James Horner did earlier on in the earlier years in one of the uh, fewer few war films on this list. Yep. <clears throat> okay. And now to our number one spot. Number one, Saving Private Brian. Taking the top honor on this list list is Steven Spielberg's greatest war movie of all time. Saving Saving Private Ryan follows Captain John Miller, played by Tom Hanks, who leads his squad, played by Tom, with uh, notable actors, played by Tom. Tom Sizemore or Sizemore, uh, Tom Sizemore, uh, Giovanni Ripsey, Vin Diesel, Barry Pepper, among many others, to search for his first class to search for first class James Francis Ryan, played by Matt Damon, the la who is the last surviving brother of his three brothers. And uh, I do enjoy this film. I, I actually watched. I actually watched uh, parts of the film, although mo most parts of this film actually was actually enough to be on this list but uh how, but however if i were to pick a moment of this film that is basically most remembered the film is mostly remembered for its 20 minute opening sequence of the omaha beach attack on june 6 1944 for its depiction of the real life battle taking taking audiences by surprise in the most realistic and graphic way possible now the 20-minute minute opening sequence is one of the is the highlight of this film. It's literally one of the most uh, 
hard to watch scenes. It's literally hard to watch, but at the same time, it's literally realistic. You get it's literally realistic, and uh, and this is probably one of the most hardest sequences ever to film. And with directors like Steven Spielberg, this is literally literally a hard a hard sequence to film. But but hey, but hey, this is but hey, at least they got the, the sequence uh, done. But but at the same time, it's still hard to watch. Can't even imagine what it was like. Can't imagine what it was like out on out on a out out like that. I mean, it's literally a hard to watch scene. But still, the opening twenty minute opening sequence is still one of the main focal highlights of this film. And to this day, Saving Private Ryan is one of the greatest movies of all time, thanks to the excellent performance of the cast, most particularly Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks and Matt Damon, the direction by Steven Spielberg, the sound effects, and John Williams' musical score, as well as the writing. Like I said, to this day, Saving Private Ryan is one of the greatest war, film, war, war films and war, war, World War II films of all time, and that's why Saving Private Ryan takes the top spot, or should I say, the top honor on this list. Okay, and that is it. So, uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Do you, do you think I'm miss missing a few uh, war films on this list? I mean, let me know. Wait, let me know what you guys think. I know, I understand, this is, this is pretty much a, a more mature... This is pretty much more of a mature list for today's episode, and I understand that. But uh, since uh, since today was Veterans Day, I thought I thought I'd do a top ten war films. And uh, please, uh, please, uh, uh, please forgive me if I ever uh, please forgive me if 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 it's a little un uncomfortable uncomfortable or unsettling. But at the same time, this is kind of like this is basically. Uh, this is basically, I know this is basically a, uh, a day to remember those who have fought and died for, died for our country with great service and honor, and I really respect that. I respect the soldiers and the veterans who have fought for our country, and I really do respect, respect that. So anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in to uh, episode 10 of Kodo's Cinema. I am your host, Mark Cotto. Thank you all for tuning in. And to all of you uh, veterans and soldiers out there celebrating Veterans Day, thank you for your service and honor and sacrifice to our country. To our country. And, uh, thank, and, and, and again, I dedicate, I dedicate this episode to, to those who have fought and fought and died who fought and died for our country with great service and honor thank you thank you all for tuning in to kodo's cinema have a great veterans day stay warm outside because i know it's uh, we're starting to, we're getting a lot of snow today stay warm out there have a good week have, have a good rest of your week have a good monday and i will see you and uh, and i'll see you next week bye